<sighs> I need some positivity this week. <laughs> Listen, the wrestling world has been a whole thing. And we are recording this on a Friday night where you will need to tune in for the SmackDown review to find out why I'm having an identity crisis and has so many questions. But that's for another show. Hi. <laughs> Hello, all you Biconics Wrestling nerds out there. And welcome to another rendition of the Takedown Troop Reviews, your weekly TNA wrestling review team. I am one of your hosts, El Jefe himself, Mikey. And joined with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Will and Andrew. And uh, we're here to review another weekly TNA wrestling episode. Nice to continuously to say and keep bringing up that you had a whole month of clip shows. So I don't want to hear any other promotion in its fandom complain about weekly television shows. We had to wait a whole month and a week in order to get regular TNA stuff again. Yep. We're patient, so I don't want to hear anybody else. But, yeah, so this episode of TNA, this was obviously from the first night when they did their Orlando tapings a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to start off by saying this. I think the majority of the episode, I enjoyed it. Though I'm going to bring up some certain bits when we get to them because I need whoever is handling these announcements and, you know, when they decide to tell us these things, I I need somebody to or I need somebody to work on it because I know what's going on because I follow the wrestling news. But if you do not follow what's been going on with the wrestling news in terms of TNA, would have probably ended up confused. <laughs> Because there were some questionable things that were announced. I was like, but this theoretically hasn't been told to us on screen. All right, fine, whatever. We're going to get to it because I was, I'm was i so puzzled. But we'll get to it. <laughs> so let, let's just, yeah. You know, the more I talk about it, now I'm second guessing. I'm like, did I actually like this episode? Yes, I did. Okay. Because I actually like this episode because we opened up. Surprisingly, I was really surprised that this opened this show. Yeah. Nick Nemeth versus Trey Miguel. Still think that gla uh, glasses and overalls are now the nude fashion trend for 2024. Bringing sexy nerddom back. Sexy nerds. <laughs> sexy nerds. But Nick Nemeth was not facing the sexy nerd version of Trey Miguel. He was nope. facing the rascal version of Trey Miguel. Uh, I thought this match was fun. It was a fun opener. It was great. I will let my constituents talk about this match because what I really want to talk about is what happened after the match because now I'm invested and I'm interested. I was like, hmm, I wonder where this is going to go. But uh, Andrew, I'm going to come to you first. This is Nick Nemeth's second match in TNA for Hibs. And uh, this is back to back. So what did you think of Nick versus Trey this week? Uh, this one felt shorter than uh, the one last week, but it was still a fun, quick match. Uh, I think my highlight, I mean, I do like what they're doing with the Rascals, adding that extra bit of challenge for Nick Nemeth. Um, my highlight, though, a super kick ended the match. Mm. Like, and, and I extra appreciate it because as I've talked about before, I love that, you know, uh, Nick Nemeth is kind of taking taken on that Shawn Michaels style and so he he actually played into the super kick that actually ended a match um, so I thought that was fun I thought it was a good match showed off Nick Nemeth um, and 
see what happened, you know, after all of this made it even better because stories, you know, I, I love that they're telling the story and we're seeing what things are being built. So I thought this was good. I thought it was a great opener with Nick Nemeth because you've got, you know, a big name, people, someone that people are really coming to see what he's going to do here. Um, so I kind of like that they started us off with something big like that. Will Nick versus Trey? Not the sexy nerd, but right. That's, a, uh, that's all right. Um, so yeah, I was a little. I, I yes, I like the match. Yes, I think it set the night up pretty well, energy wise. So it was it was a it was a good match. Um, I, the more I watch Nick, the more I really like him. Like I, I like him a lot. so far. I'm like I really like this dude. He's a really good wrestler. And anybody who beats up on the rascals, I'm good with. Um, so I, because you know the rascals. What? There, you know. I just I'm getting tired of the shtick. I think is what it is. I think I'm getting tired of the. Okay, we know what they're gonna do. I, they're predictable. That's the thing. It's they're predictable, and I hate that. And I. And I like both of the wrestlers, and I just think, you know, I knew it was going to happen. I was like, okay, we're going to get into the wrestling. Oh, look at that. Oh, what? Someone's going to mess with somebody? What? And then and people are acting like it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that to happen. I'm like, really? <laughs> it's like, it's their MO. I mean, it's truly their MO. Why is it that you don't know that? Like. <laughs> So, but overall, I really liked the match, and and I and I thought, like I said, the best thing that came out of this match is it made me like Nick even more. And so I'm really kind of I'm really excited to see, I'm really excited to see him venture out of the realm of the Rascals and into the other thing that we're going to talk about next. <laughs> so. <laughs> Let's not waste any time. Let's just peel off the band-aid with this one. So as Nick, you know, is celebrating his win, you know, we have a wild Steve Macklin appearance <laughs> and he attacks Nick Nemeth. And it seems that Macklin has aligned himself with the rascals. I was like, what? <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was like, what? Okay. And honestly, I kind of dig this. There was a small moment where Zachary Wentz went to go do the thing that the Rascals do to Steve Macklin, and the camera guy almost caught Steve. Steve Macklin almost broke character because he was trying not to laugh. I love Steve Macklin. He's a good. He, he's a good dude. But yeah, so obviously Macklin and Nick have beef because of everything that happened last week, and. Macklin's big problem with Nick is the fact that Nick is coming over from WWE, which, yes, they said it on television. Shocker, which is crazy, right? Uh -huh. They mentioned where Nick formerly worked for, and he doesn't like that he's already thinking he's hot stuff, And but this is Macklin's playground, and so he's got to play by his rules, and Nick's like, nah, bro, I ain't going to do that. Uh -huh. And so now Macklin is ready to put Nick in his place, and he has aligned himself with the weirdest combination of people I did not know I wanted until I saw it. Yeah. I, my response was, this could be a really interesting faction or group, um, even if it's just for a short period. 
Um, and, you know, we got to see a little bit more later. And the more, like, I saw them interacting in the ring, the way they work together, and seeing the dynamic, there's a part of it that I'm like, okay, you know, that kind of makes sense now, now that I think about it, especially with the common enemy. You know, they, they set up the Rascals having an issue with Nick Nemeth organically. Um, and obviously Macklin was going to be the big one that he's feuding with. So I like that that just naturally happened and it makes sense why they've come together and just instead of like all three of them being like, oh, this guy from WWE is coming in. Like the Rascals don't like him because he beat them both up and, you know, in a match you beat them. So I, I kind of like the way they did this and like you said, I didn't, I would have never thought of this, but I, I'm interested to see where it goes. But, you know, I think this is, this is a classic, I think, I think this is a classic example of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I mean, for sure. Cause I, you know, Macklin and aligning, I, the way this is, the way this aligned, I was like, we know that given the right opportunity, Macklin would just destroy them. I mean, just to watch them die. I mean, that's truly, I mean, he's like, well, you guys hate him. I hate him. So hey, let's 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 team up. But I'm like, if I were even the rascals, I would be like, I don't trust this dude as far as I can throw him. And, and I can Macklin throw him them too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And Maglin's absolutely like, uh, yeah, I don't like you guys, but you don't like him, and I don't like him. So okay, I guess we can we can kind of get together. And then when I deal with him then I'll deal with you guys. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing is what it really feels like, which is great. And I love that. And, you know, cause I love it when they put, you know, when Macklin's not out on his own all the time, I really kind of like when he starts to create or when they put him in these situations where he can, he can betray more than one person at a time. And I love okay. that. So, so I thought this, the, the post match drama was was super fun and and again kind of predictable we, you know because we know that macklin and nick have this thing and i was like okay and I, I literally when we when i started watching the episode i was like oh, okay nick and, and trey miguel okay and then i was like macklin's gonna be in here somewhere where <laughs> is he is he gonna come into the middle of the match or is he gonna come in at the end of the match and then i saw oh well wince is there so he's gonna come in at the end i bet you anything and then, lo and behold, there he was. And I was like, yeah, there we go. There we are. And then this whole unholy trio is beginning to happen. <laughs> and, I, and I'm loving it. I think it's great. I love it. It made, it kind of made the match even more exciting. Yeah. Kind of like, I was like, oh, this is okay. I love this. I love this rivalry be that's being built. I love every well, minute of it. Exactly. And what I'm loving even more, too, is I'm going to fast forward a little bit because this is, you know, in connection with what we saw in this opener and afterwards, because Macklin and the Rascals aren't done with making enemies of the TNA roster because they're backstage now and they're walking through the hallway. And who do they happen to bump into? But Speedball Mike Bailey himself. And they both Bailey and Macklin and the Rascals, mostly the Rascals and Bailey, have a stare down before Macklin kind of pulls them off to go. So hear me out. We're gonna get a six-man tag at no surrender. Hear me out. It's going to be Macklin, the Rascals, versus Nick Nemeth, Eball Mike Bailey, 
And hear me out. Trent Seven. I think that is the perfect way to get Trent into TNA since he unfortunately missed Hard to Kill due to travel issues. And I think having Trent, you know, be a part of this is so good. And plus, I want Steve All Mountain to finally get a chance to tape you properly. (laughs) Well, and that gives you a way to bring back Trent Seven in an an interesting way. Who also has beef with the Rascals from, you know, Final Resolution 2. Yeah. And so you have that still going on. So it makes sense. Um, it was this promo that actually got me interested or this backstage uh, interaction that had me interested in this Macklin and Rascals kind of trio because like you pointed out like the Rascals were being hot headed they were like the young kids that were being you know ready to just fight anybody because you know they're just full of piss and vinegar kind of a thing Uh, but Macklin you know he's a vet he's older than they are like he's got that like different life experience um and so it's almost like he's like bringing some maturity and experience going like no 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 we're not gonna do this here we'll do it another time and we'll do it in a different way um and so i think what that will actually do is that will make the rascals even more dangerous because they have macklin kind of guiding them um so this got me really interested. I'm interested to see where they're going to go with this trio because that dynamic, it's, you know, I mean, it's a general who's leading two gang members, basically. And so it's like now suddenly they have direction on where to take that violence and that underhandedness that they're willing to do. But yeah, I totally think Macklin's the type of leader that will sacrifice them to get ahead if he needs to. Um, and they're the kind of, you know, soldiers that will abandon him if it means their survival. So uh, I, I think it's a good trio. And I also appreciated that Mike Bailey was chilling backstage barefoot because, you know, he's Mike Bailey. <laughs> I mean, it's it's his thing. But yeah, yeah, I don't like to try to foresee into the future. But honestly, that would be a match I would be actually excited to watch for it. No surrender. I mean, I'm going to be honest. There's lots of matches that I can think of in my head that could possibly on No Surrender, and I would watch all of them. But, yeah, just building the list of enemies for Macklin and the Rascals is going to be good. And we shall see if predictions are correct, but I thought this was a fun way to start the show, which led into some more fun stuff, which great. So then, from here, we the next thing in sequential order... I found this really interesting. So we get this kind of dark lit segment slash promo from Diener and Khan. So Diener is trying to salvage. Well, first of all, I'm happy to see that he's back on television. It's been a hot minute since we've seen Diener and Khan. And he wants to save the design. And Khan says the best words to, you know, predict a faction breakup. It's like the design is dead. I was like, I'm really surprised that Khan is the one who's like, nah, we're done, bro. I was like, whoa, okay. I'm like, I thought Diener would be the one to break up the group, but holy Toledo, Khan's like, nah, bro, we're done with this. Which then leads Diener into kind of a downward spiral, which again, we're going to fast forward a little bit, which leads to his in-ring promo that he has. And he's trying to save the design. Then who should show up to make sure that that doesn't happen, but... The Canadian Frankenstein, French Canadian Frankenstein himself, PCO, which then leads into a quick squash match as we have dubbed on Ring of Honor as a squash. 
And then Khan just destroys both of them. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, what just happened? I was like, I'm kind of here for this Khan weird heel run, I guess. I was like, I don't know. I was, there's so many moving pieces. I was just like, huh? <laughs> yeah. You're muted, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a day. It's been a day. It's <laughs> like, why well, as I was saying, actually, <laughs> I don't even know what the hell I was saying now. Damn it. I lost my <laughs> So by all means, Andrew, do you think? Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought this was interesting. I agreed too, because Khan was kind of like the muscle. Um, but at the same time, it makes sense. Like he's a more intimidating enemy, you know? Um, and I thought what they did later on in the night with him attacking Diener and PCO was, you know, a good way to play into that. It showed kind of how destructive he could be. Um, I'm okay with it because they haven't done anything with the design since they're kind of... I mean, what really felt like the end when they were going after oh, was Eric Young um, and, you know, trying to end that stuff. Uh, the biggest thing that bothered me is, like, that was one of the tag teams that they have um, and now they've gotten rid of that so that's their you know their that division for both um, uh, men's and knockouts is super thin and they need to get some more people in there so bringing back like Speedball Mountain and some of that stuff would be really cool um, but I'm interested to see where Khan goes with this you know one of my first thoughts is like could we eventually see Khan against Crazy Steve for like the Digital Media Championship and that kind of stuff? Um, but I was pleasantly surprised and impressed with how Khan delivered the things that he did, both, you know, the, the bit of speaking that he did and his kind of emotional performance in the ring when he attacked them. Um, so if they're going to give him some more development of character, I think they could do a really good job. Uh, he's a super imposing uh, figure, so. Yes. And if this spawns a rivalry between Khan and PCL for a little bit, I would love it. Also, now that Khan is on his own and is going to looks to be a single star, mm -hmm. this is just me throwing it and manifesting it out into the universe. Khan versus Jake something. Book it. Stop. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, they're gonna, somebody's going to die. It's going to be kind mm -hmm. of amazing. I mean... Con versus PCO is you know that's going to be too. a normal match and it'll be crazy. Yeah, Monsters Ball 2.0. This guy. Yes. <laughs> I just want everything to be a monster. Everything ball. is a Monsters Ball. Everything is. Everything is a Monsters Ball. Well, because Monster Ball matches end up being like the funnest things we've seen in TNA and in Impact too. They should just uh, like, make an entire pay per view based on Monsters Ball and then just have seriously just together. like weird cage matches like. Literally do a TNA version of Halloween Havoc. <laughs> like, I'm here for it. Oh, <laughs> uh, my goodness. I would love it so much. Uh, so, from here, you know, we already covered the backstage with Mike Bailey, the Rascals, and Macklin, which leads into our first tag team match of the evening. Which sees Decay taking on some local talent in Orlando, <laughs> Florida, Mila Moore and Savannah Thorne. Listen, I'm just going to say it. I'm, I missed the DK song, and I'm so happy that I get to hear it once again. No, I was like, ugh, the song bangs. I love this. This was not a... I thought this was actually given some time. I thought it was going to be a squash match. It wasn't. It was pretty decent. 
my favorite part of this whole thing is when Savannah Thorne goes to like do like the arm like yeah. jabs at Jessica like a uh, Havoc yeah. and Havoc just like stands there last and then she didn't curse this out but she's like oh you effed up and then just destroys her <laughs> I'm pretty sure she gave her a headbutt like, yeah I was like yeah. bam I was like dang yeah this uh, is a fun match you can tell that um, Havoc and Rosemary are having fun getting to be these characters again obviously they had fun you know uh, being uh, the Death Dolls too, but they, like, this is something like that. They, this, these are characters that they love, uh, and it comes through in the match. Uh, my favorite part from this was when um, I think it was more. She went to go tag her partner in, and her partner jumped down and was like, "No, no, you got this. You got this." I, yeah, I don't want to go was, in there. It's <laughs> like, was, nah, we don't. Was... It's like, yeah, I'm not messing with Rosemary, and I'm not messing with Havoc. Absolutely not. Yeah, that yeah. was funny. Um, I did feel like this was pretty much a squash because uh, I was surprised that the champs came out first, uh, and I was like, okay, who are they going to be facing? And then I, as they got to the ring, I was like, oh, their opponents are in the ring. Okay, this is. It made me think of uh, our other uh, Friday review show that uh, you can tell when it's going to be a squash because you're like, oh, hey, the two that didn't get an entrance and they're already standing in the ring. Yeah. I know who's going to win this one. But, uh, you know, it was good. And it's a good way to establish Decay and show them being successful when, again, your division is super shallow. So hopefully this they'll just keep doing this while they're building up more and more teams and we it looks like they're doing some so i'm excited for decay to to really like terrorize that knockout stack team division yeah agreed i love how they have established these sinister characters and everyone's afraid of them which is so great. You know, it's one of those where they're, if they're like walking backstage, everyone kind of like gives them a wide berth. You know, it's like, it's like, or you know, like here they come, you're like, oh, let's, let me go this way instead. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I love it. And it's like, you know, and I, and, and then I was, uh, earlier, I was going to say before what I, what I forgot is what I remember is that I like how TNA is mixing it up. And it's like we're seeing these like like we were talking about the tag teams breaking up, like we're seeing these these old tag teams break up, but we're seeing I think we're going to start seeing new ones coming in, like new ones starting to form, new ones. I think that's what that's what it feels like. It feels like okay, we need to freshen this up, you know, like with Speedball Mountain and things like that, which which are which is a great I think is a great tag team. I love them together, and you know now we've got Decay. You know, uh, and so I, I, I like, I think we're going to start seeing some, these two, I think we're going to see the division start to beef up a bit with some new ones, some new tag teams. So it kind of made, made me, this match kind of remind, I was like, maybe they're just saying, hey, here's, here's a taste of what's to come, I think. Because it does feel like they're, they're sort of mixing things up. Like we're seeing like sort of, you know the faces going heels the heels going faces you know then so i i just i just think it's it's neat what they're doing and yeah, i agree i think that the pool is very shallow in the tag team area but i think we're gonna i think they're gonna start filling it up i really do it really kind of i have i don't know why i have that feeling but i do i kind of have that feeling that we're gonna start seeing some new tag teams coming in 
or at least re reimagined old ones, you know. So well, this, this match was really good, by the way, because I freaking love Decay. <laughs> I freaking love it. <laughs> well, you bring up an excellent point, Will, about I think we're getting a taste of what's to come because kind of start to see bits and pieces of this immediately after this match mm -hmm. because halfway during this match, we get we cut to like a side-by-side -side of MK Ultra watching the monitor as Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly are watching this match happen. As soon as the match is over, we immediately transition and cut to backstage where we have Gia immediately interview MK Ultra afterwards. Masha says something in Russian, which was beautiful. I was like, yes. And I love that Killer Kelly understands her completely, which is great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, cool. I love, listen, any time we get MK Ultra on screen, I'm never going to complain because I have missed my girls. But then for me, what kind of made it a little bit better too is we're slowly to start to see more of the knockouts tag teams because then Jody Threat and Danny Luna come in at the mention of MK Ultra wanting to get back their titles and being at the front of the line for this. And then Jody and Danny Luna come in and intervene. They're like, uh uh, hold up. I was like, listen, you had your shot. Now it's time for us to do ours. And eventually the teams argue with each other, which sets up one of my contenders for match of the night, which was really hard for me to pick between tonight. Because then we're going to get Masha versus, which sets up Masha Slamovich versus Jody Threat later. And I was like, oh, yes, Jody and Danny is a tag team. Like, yes. Gimme, 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 gimme. <laughs> my only issue with this was it was the first of a few instances where commentary during the Decay match talked about uh, Masha versus um, Jody. Jody. And then like, we, we go back to the promo, yeah. and then they like they're like, okay, well, let's have a match tonight. And I was like, well, yeah, we already knew. They told us that was happening, so it was just like weird how they did that a couple of times. But I agree, Denny Luna and Jody Threat, they fit together. They make sense. Uh -huh. uh, they're they're also like, it it seems much more likely that they're going to be a successful tag team right now in TNA than either of them are going to be challenging for like the knockouts title or something um and i they fit so well like they're both hard hitting kind of like you know rough powerful chicks and they're in there with like mk ultra and decay who are also that way so like the knockouts tag team division right now if those are the three main tag teams that we have i mean those are some beater tag teams right there i mean they're gonna they'll beat some people up no problem uh so i kind of like that and they're all very different in their aesthetic um so i'm, I'm excited for this i hope so because uh, i mean i'm a huge danny Luna fan and i love that she threw in the you know that's not a promise it's a threat uh, <laughs> yeah that was Jody great threats yeah i was yeah. like all right cool yeah you're already getting along that's perfect yep yeah, so that's what I was saying. I just think we're going to start seeing new, these new alliances forming, you know, and like you said, we're already starting to see them kind of on the periphery. And I think that we're going to, I think we're going to see a lot more of them very quickly, probably very quickly, actually. So, and I'm excited for it. So, because I, I think that the tag team divisions need to be beefed up, like seriously. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, and we'll we'll talk at length about Masha versus Jody because 
Oh my gosh, it was a thing of art. I love it, it so much. Okay, so <laughs> we're gonna get into this segment, and I feel that we're gonna be divided on this. So this, so we we come back for commercial for those of us that watched on Axis Television. We come back for commercial, and we get the sound check with Alan Angels with his first guest, Josh Alexander. Okay, hey, I'm gonna be completely honest. I love me some Alan Angels. I really, really do. I'm gonna be completely honest. At first, I did not like the direction that he was going with his character. But then when he started to throw underhanded shade and, you know, talk about Josh's family in a negative light, I was like, okay, I'm kind of sold on this now. Mm-hmm. And I think the irony of this is this whole segment was like a mess, but I feel like that was done <laughs> on purpose. I had to watch this twice to make sure that I still felt the same way. And I think this segment was a mess, but it was supposed to be. Like this, the whole sound check with Alan Angels for me, I'm gonna, I was a child of the early 2010s. Like this reminded me of like a host doing like the VH1, I love the 80s special where they talk about all the stuff from pop culture, like 80s. And then I love the 90s too. Alan Angels was giving me that. And Josh was just sitting there. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to be supportive. And then he was ready to beat up Alan Angels once he brought his kid into it. I was like, mm, nope, okay. This was a mess of a segment. But ultimately, the big thing that came out of it is that Angels insinuates that Josh stepped on him to get to where Josh was. And Josh didn't appreciate it. And instead of beating up Alan Angels, he's going to leave. I was like, of course these two are going to have a match in the next couple of weeks. Like, we have to. But I would like to hear, this was chaotic AF, but I was kind of here for it. And so, uh, you know, you you brought up your uh, childhood range, so maybe this will ring more true to uh, Will. Um, this gave me... Wayne's World vibes and not oh like my God. the movies, but the actual show that they're show. supposed to be on. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like. It felt yeah. like, you know, Alan Angels was trying to take this like as serious as he could, and but it's just slapped together. Like, I feel like we might get some, uh, like, somebody's gonna be his like PA camera person who's like, was the person struggling with the boom and the camera? Like, right. I feel like those might come, like, kind of like Road Dog did back in the day for Double J and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like that's <laughs> what it was, and I love the fact that because it was just this thing that they set up some extra lights in like one of the storage rooms or something, but they were trying to make it feel like it was some set, right. and it's like it just had that quality and. Not only do I want to see more with this with uh, Josh Alexander, but I want to see other people on this segment yeah. too, because like you said, he was throwing shade, underhead comments, like, and it wasn't just stepping on him. It was like that he was like, "Oh no, Josh, I totally understand why you would step on other people to get where you're going. Like, yeah, you sometimes you just need to step over other people because you need to get what you want to get." And so it was just like it, I really enjoyed this. I got a kick out of it. I thought it was it was really funny. I also enjoyed this. <laughs> it's it was so sticky. I mean, it was so sticky. And 
<laughs> I was I watched I watched it twice. I went back and watched it again because the first time I was watching it, going, "What in holy hell is this?" And then I was like, "Okay, now now let me take my critical glasses off and let me watch it for its entertainment value." And it was truly entertaining. I mean, it was so dumb and so like low production value <laughs> that it was it's what made it so damn good and i was just like and it was yeah josh sitting there just like why did i agree to this you know and it to me it felt very much like the caricature of like a political like you know he's almost like a political comment commenter because yeah, he's like, well, you know, you like, you you did, you know, you got to do those things in order to passive aggressive and and it was just and I just I he hawed through the whole second time I watched it. I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I want to see more of it now. And I don't want the production value to get better either. I want it to be the same all the time, and even maybe like like in different locations like he's not like supposed to actually be filming it where he's filming it <laughs> so he changes every time they like to kick him out and he finds another place to do it in i mean it's just hilarious i i love it official segment yeah yeah i love it i absolutely like like literally the background changes every time they do it because they and it's like they can't find him like where is he <laughs> it's like so he's always shifting places I, I I would be all over it. It, it was. I want a I, sound check from a broom closet at one of the. Yeah, I'm seriously. And they're like being Santino's really quiet. Office when, like, <laughs> Santino comes in, he's like, yeah. "What are you doing?" You know, and he's like, "Oh, uh, sorry." Hey, everybody! Special yeah. guest. It's Santino. It's like. <laughs> it evolves into like the Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the end of it is just literally Santino like chasing them out of his office, yeah. and the camera's like running behind. You know, I mean. It's, it, it's it's a great thing. It's super fun, and if they go, if they stick, if they truly commit to the shtick of it, it could it could go forever. I mean, it could go forever. And I think it's I, I liked it. I I really found it to be fun and entertaining, and I look forward to the next one. I, I mean, it was great. Me too. I like I'm super excited. So why did and you think honestly, we would be divided on this? Well, I don't know. I have to remember, this is the TNA show. So we we, we pretty much agree on a lot of things. No, okay. so probably not about the next match because we kind of talked about it before we started recording. This personally, for me, was my match of the night. Brian Myers versus Kevin Knight. Oh, I love this first match. And, well, first and foremost, Kevin Knight's theme song is still a banger. <laughs> I love his theme song so much. That's right. Um, I... Mm, I'm okay with the glasses. At first, I didn't like them from last week. I think that was one of my critiques that I forgot to mention. I was like, I don't like the glasses. They're kind of gaudy. And that's saying something because, you know, this is Kushida's pro. You're a wrestler, so of course certain things are going to be gaudy. But for me, I was like, mm, maybe not so much. Oh, you're talking about Kevin Knight's glasses? Yeah, I was like, mm. <laughs> I was like, well, mm. Yeah, it's because uh, he did team with Kushida, so right. like that the and that technically again. is Kushida's like protege, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Well, we'll talk great, about him. But like, find your own bit. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, what we got through this and after make leads me to believe that those connections were made for a reason. That's fair. Yes, that's very fair. So, 
I will start off first and then we'll discuss. I enjoyed this match. This was my match of the night for two specific reasons. Number one, Kevin Knight continues to impress me. And while I'm I couldn't find anything to see that he's not with New Japan anymore, or Noah for that matter either, but he still has those connections, so I'm not entirely sure. But if they want to sign Kevin Knight to TNA, I was like, please do. I think that would be amazing. But more importantly, I kind of dug this match because Brian Myers surprised the hell out of me, which is a lot. And I mean, listen, I don't dislike Brian Myers, but for the last couple months, I was like, oh, you're just there. Which is sad. I want to see you do more. And I kind of liked what he gave me in this match. I was like, okay, I eat my words partially. So we shall see. I think the only real critique I had about this match is, is that Kevin Knight did like the same move, I think three times within the span of like two whole minutes, which was that weird like high body arm drag off the rope kind of thing. I don't know what exactly it was called it. He did it like three times within the span of two minutes. I was like, not sure how, I don't, I don't like when wrestlers like, it's like a fighting game. I don't like it when you spam your moveset like within a short period of time. Outside of that though, I thought it was a phenomenal match and Ryan Myers picked up a win here. I was like, okay. So the system is not about to eat all these pins if unless you're not moves. <laughs> I was just like, because last week I was like, oh, everybody's going to, they're going to eat these pins, aren't they? But Ryan Myers actually picked up a victory. I was like, all right. Then I look at Alicia. I was like, all right, Alicia, it's your turn, girl. We got to pick up a win at some point. Yeah. You go ahead, Will. I, I think I have okay. a sense uh, well, no, I mean, I like this match too. It wasn't my match of the night, but I like this match. It was good. It, you know, had its issues. It had its problems. Um, I think that I think both of these wrestlers are really good individually. I didn't like them fighting together. I don't know why. I don't think that. I mean, you know, you know, when you have a fight, I think your fighters have to gel. I don't, you know, as opposed to two individual random things trying to like knock each other down. That's kind of what it felt like to me. Like, again, I didn't dislike the match, but I, I just didn't feel like it was, I wasn't engaged in it. I mean, I, it didn't pull me in. It didn't, I mean, I just say it didn't pull me in. It did pull me in, but it didn't engage me at all. I was like, oh, okay, cool. All right, Brian Myers. Okay, cool. What's next? You know, I mean, but it wasn't like a, oh, that was a horrible match. I'm going to come and stop it in the middle. You know, it was like, I was like, okay, okay, okay. And I agree. You know, you know, seeing some stuff from Brian you know, Myers that was pretty new that I had never seen before. I was like, that's kind of cool, you know, but I, overall, I didn't, I didn't feel that it was a very str strong match. Like, I think it could have been stronger. And I don't know if that is maybe Brian or and and either of them probably should have been fighting different people. I think maybe I don't know. It was just to me. It was just it just felt a little off to me. And so I was like, oh, okay, I wouldn't like I said, wasn't a bad match. Just wasn't my wasn't a favorite match by any means. But it's pretty good. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you, Will. No, I think, um, and it's funny that you said you didn't stop it halfway through because I feel like the second half of this match was much better than the first. Mm -hmm. For me, the match took a while to get started, yeah. um, and so it felt really slow in the beginning, but then it started to pick up, and they did have some fun things that made me go, like, I wish I could have seen more of that later on, and I thought 
the build to the finish was good. Um, I did think it was funny that um, Knight said something in the beginning about having friends and uh, the jet never flies alone, but he was out there by himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, I also thought that it was interesting that the Edwards left during the match, and then, you know, we saw them later. Um, but, uh, you know, I... I I thought it was, for me, it was like a C-plus match. So, you know, it was like, it was decent, it was average. Um, but I agree, I think we could have seen more from either of them. And it does seem like, and my note in here was even, yes, have Knight, Kushida, and MC uh, Motor City Machine Guns form, form up a group to deal with, like, the system. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like that's what's gonna happen. My interest from that would be seeing, um, I think they call them intergalactic jets, when it's Kushida and uh, Kevin Knight facing against Myers and Edwards. Um, because I think Myers and Edwards make a really good tag team from what we've seen of them already. And it keeps them both, it plays to their strengths. So seeing the two of them, I'd rather see that tag team match than the singles mm -hmm. match that we got. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, that's that's it. I didn't even think about that, but this this would have been a great like tag team match. And it's because it, you know, it did. It felt that's what that's what it felt like. That's what was missing. If I felt like there was something missing from it, and I think that was probably what it was. Is that I think this would this match would have would have probably banged if it had been Myers and Edwards against Kushida and Kevin. I mean, I think that would have been a grand, freaking tastic match. And this one just I, literally I felt like there was something missing that's that's what it was and I maybe that's maybe that's what it was I, I don't know but now that I think about it that would have been a way better match so yeah and I think we're going to get it eventually so follow me on this yeah. journey here. as soon as this match is over you know <laughs> Kevin Knight gets surrounded <laughs> and then Kushida comes out for a semi-save kind of which then leads into, you know, the system leaving into the hallway in the arena that they're using, which then they get approached by Alex Shelley. Mm -hmm. Basically tells Moose is like, I accept your challenge. And it's like, um, uh... okay, sure. <laughs> I mm, I am excited, but I did not like how we got to this point. I did not like this interaction. It didn't make Some any damn things. sense. <laughs> I was like, had Alex Shelley started with, I get a championship rematch in yeah. my clause as a former champion, and then I want to. I was like, cool. We kind of reversed the order of it. Yeah. We yeah. got this interaction. Then Shelly kind of mentioned it. I was also, <laughs> I was kind of surprised at this point of the show. I was just like, oh, the system is not going to attack Alex Shelly. All right. And then we fast forward to the like third act of this whole saga. They're like, we're not going to attack Shelly, but we're going to beat the bricks off of Kushida. I was like, okay. I'm like super group incoming. Yeah. They should have had <clears throat> Shelly and system interaction at the beginning. 
Yep. Then they should have had the match with yep. Knight and yep. uh, Myers yep. because Kushida came in at the end of that to save Knight, which yep. set up that possible tag team match in the future, and then had the interaction we had at the end happen yep. because that makes yeah. sense then why they went after Kushida. He was all out of order. Yeah. yeah. And commentary and graphics revealed that Shelly and Moose were already happening on social yeah. media and on this card before we uh, the interaction. Yeah. I was so mad. I was just like, I mean, I could have, I could have predicted that coming out of left yeah. field. Like it's not a surprise that Alex Shelley's getting his rematch at no surrender, but I was no. like, but you told me this before I got to see how we're setting this exactly. up. Exactly. And the everything part was too, out too. of order. I was just like, man, yeah. They needed to move some stuff around because this was yeah. all out of order and yeah. all out of whack. Yeah. Which it, brings up the problem that I had. I was just like, uh I mean this whole it was just it was just poor storytelling. I mean it really was. I mean this particular grouping of things was just bad storytelling. I was like, bad form, TNA, bad form. Come I on. <laughs> I feel like the fact that it was pre-recorded, like yeah. this was edited together poorly. Yeah. Like because it was pre-recorded, they could have. You don't have the issue that the live shows have, where you're like watching it as it's happening. Right. Like they could have put this together, watched it, and been like, okay, let's actually put this together. But it was like whoever was responsible for cutting this episode did it in a really <laughs> weird way. Yeah, he really did. Fire that guy like you are fired as in like cat in the hat would do <laughs> put, him, put him on catering duty oh my gosh and then this this kind of brings up the issue we talked about beforehand i was just like i know tna pre-tapes all their stuff but we got to figure out a way to tell things in sequential order mm -hmm. and this one wasn't inherently as egregious as some of their previous out of order stuff we got like towards the tail end of 2023 but this is TNA, folks. I was like, y'all got that Endeavor money. We got to figure out how we're going to make these pre-tape stuff work. Now, am I excited for the eventual clash between the system and this mega group of Kushida, the Motor City Machine Guns, and possibly Kevin Knight? Oh, absolutely. You, I know this is going to be a great, great match whenever we get it. But you can't be telling the story in out of order. It's really, really weird. So, from one half of the Motor City Machine Guns to another, we cut backstage with Gia Miller, who is interviewing Chris Sabin, who talks about, you know, the prestige of the X Division champion, and the wrestling gods have blessed us because yeah. Chris Sabin gets interrupted, not by an inactual person, but a video playing on the television monitor of Mustafa Ali, who basically tells us that he's coming for that X Division title, and I immediately was clapping so hard. Both, all three of us have different, you know, experiences with Mustafa Ali. He and Will got the most recent because he was in NXT. Still upset that they released him literally days before his match. That made no yeah, flipping no, sense. No, it did not. Ugh. So angry. I was so mad about that too. <laughs> So but look what he's doing with it now. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's like, like huzzah. But yeah, I was. Mustafa, so I am Mustafa Ali, and I approve this match. Listen, yeah. Mustafa Ali and Chris Saban is going to slap. It's gonna be good. Uh, 
I they haven't told us this yet, but I'm pretty sure that it's Ali versus Saban for that X Division Championship at No Surrender, where I think Ali takes it and gets a short run for like the six, seven shows he signed on with TNA. And I'm like, I'm so excited. Could you imagine if in this year we get to see Mustafa Ali as the TNA X Division Champion and we get to see eventually Nick Nemeth as the TNA World Champion? Like, amazing. I mean, that's crazy. That's, yeah, that's insane. I love it. That, that's so awesome. And I love the way he cuts these packages. It's Oh, yeah. It. It, it's like the TV came on and he wasn't even talking to Chris Saban, but everything he was saying was was to Chris Saban. I mean, it was like I know it was like it was great. Like, you know, one of my favorite video packages that he ever did was the one where he was like playing the president or whatever. That was one of my absolute favorites. I was like, this is really cool because that's when I was first introduced to him, and I was just like, who's this dude? This dude's pretty badass on this. I was like, okay. And then I was like, this is how you do a video package. This is what video packages need to look like. Because <laughs> I was like, these are good. And and then he was then I was like, oh, I love this dude. And then suddenly he was gone. And I was like, I hate the world right now. And now well, he's like way, back. Yay! Yeah. The way he can work in the ring. Like, I mean, yeah. It's mm -hmm. It was such a squandered talent that mm -hmm. WWE NXT had with him that, like, yeah, there's a part of me that he gets. I'm happy he gets to truly yeah, me too. Upgrade. Yep. I'm just really happy that there's a bunch of people that their 90 days of no compete classes finally up. A lot of them are making headways. A lot of them are coming to TNA too in the next couple months. Honestly, I'm super excited about this. We go from one back. We kind of go from one promo from Ali to another one, but. Well, we also had uh, uh, a couple of new uh, surprise returning guests show up during that promo too. <laughs> oh my gosh! I totally forgot about that. Yeah, the the good hands are back and actually yes. back together as a tag team. I was like, paternity leave has finally come to an end. Love it. I can't wait. And honestly, like, they were being so passive aggressive. I loved, I love it. And basically, we get, a, we get a match between. I get. I just love the good hands and just how passive aggressive they are. But the sets up a match with you know Chris Saban and them. I was just like, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be entertaining. Yeah. This is gonna be good. <laughs> I like. I like at the end after Chris Sabin left after agreeing to the match with uh, John Skyler that uh, that the good hands were like, yeah, that will, will, that will, will. Do you, do you think Ali saw that? And it was just <laughs> like you can They're already like tell. Like over him now. I yeah. love it. They're like, can we be your can we be your security detail like when you get here? Like, yeah, it's, I, I'm interested to see where they go with that too. But okay. again, another tag team. Maybe we're there. We go. Out. Yeah. So love it. So now we go from one backstage and kind of promo segment into another one, and this is the one that I've been waiting on. You know, from what we saw two weeks ago when Frank. Zarian beat up Eric Young after they lost their match. And I'm going to be completely honest. There were bits and pieces I liked about this. 
Frankie, my dude. I was kind of disappointed. I was like, I was like, uh, sir, you are a veteran of this industry. Now, if someone handed you this and you did your best with it, then fire that person. But Frankie, you have been wrestling for 20 plus years at this point. You have cut lots and lots of promos. This is not the direction that I thought we were going in, and I was very underwhelmed, and that makes me very sad because I was actually kind of hyped for, to see what Frankie had to say. And he said a whole lot of nothing. Where do we even start? I, I, I don't even know. I, I may have been uh, jaded to uh, this promo because I, like the day before, I watched uh, like 10 wrestling tropes that need to... like go away or whatever um and one of them was about this generic heel turn and it's the same thing it's the you fans don't appreciate me the company doesn't do this i'm gonna stand on my own i've been doing that and it was just like it felt so generic and i wanted something different from frankie kazarian like you said mikey he's a vet and the setup to this was so much more interesting than what we actually got the most interesting thing about this promo was the end when he was leaving and we saw Eric Young backstage peeking out and watching. That was, that was a cool shot. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That was a cool shot. Will, once you've unmuted yourself, what are your thoughts on this? I've been having conversations with myself, so <laughs> because I've been, I've been like, I had, I had all this in my head, and I was like, I was literally arguing with myself. That's why I was, I was like, I need to mute myself, so they're going to hear me argue with myself. But, but I, it's, that would be entertaining, though. Yeah, well, I mean, fair, but yeah. Anyway, you don't want to hear all that. So. <sighs> I was so pissed off after this thing. I was so pissed because don't get my hopes up and then drop me like a hot potato. And that's exactly what this did. Because he's setting up when he was like attacking Eric Young. And I was like, yeah, freaking Kazarian's going to be a monster. I was like, I am here for it. And then this happened. And I'm like, what the fuck just went on? I was like, what What candy ass speech was that? I was like, you, what? You're not. Uh, get, get, shut up. <laughs> I mean, truly, I was like, I could come out and kick your ass right now. I mean, come on. If you're going to set up, because that was a pretty, that was a badass setup. And when he like attacked Eric Young and he did all that, I mean, that was badass. I was like, hell yeah, we're going to get this, I mean, amazing heel turn. And I was like, he's going to be like the villain. And now he's just sort of like, yeah, I'm bad guys. Okay, I'm going to go have a, I'm going to go have a cappuccino now. And it was just like, it's a very Hollywood-esque generic heel turn that we see across multiple companies. And I'm, it's 2024. There are I, so many directions you can take. I expected Ugh. more from him. I expected so much more from him. I know you're right, Mikey. I don't know whoever wrote this crap for him, because surely he didn't, because no it way. Because if, if he did, I'm going to be like, you need to retire. 
because you <laughs> obviously go it's ahead it's funny that you said that the villain part will because that's exactly what i was picturing like yes we, we already have a faction that's gonna be yep. running problems for people we now saw macklin with the rascals I thought Frankie was going to be the solo villain. Absolutely. was just going to, like, he didn't care. He didn't need anybody no. else. He was nope. going to do it on his own. He was going to do what he needed to do to win. And then, yeah, he came out, and it was just this whiny. This, like, yeah. And, yeah, it's <sighs> such a bummer. Like, I was so mad. I was so mad because I wanted him to be that the villain i wanted him to be like i will take down i don't care if you're a heel you're a face i don't care i'm gonna take you out and that's what i was like yes that's what we need we need the we need a villain you know we don't have villains right now we have bad guys but we don't have the villain we need a full-on villain who does what he does because it's what he does and he doesn't necessarily i don't do it for this i don't do it for that i do it because i like it yeah and then we didn't get that we got some. I, uh, we needed a Kazarian <laughs> that other heels don't mess with. Like I, other heels are yes. like, oh yeah, we attack people, but we don't mess with. Yeah, with no, he's like, I'm gonna kick yeah. your ass. I'm gonna kick your yeah. ass. I'm gonna kick your ass. Exactly. And I was like, I wanted I, what I was hoping he that was gonna happen, and I, I, I'm so pissed that it didn't. But I wanted him to come out there and be like, this is who I am now get over it oh and by the way you're gonna call me this now and i was like yeah. give us a new name give us a, give us something that it's gonna be like we're gonna see in big letters somewhere and it's just gonna be no he's gonna like challenge everybody and like i'm gonna yeah. destroy you just to watch you die that's it yeah. <laughs> i don't even want the damn title yeah. i would just want to destroy you that's what i was hoping for i was like which is which would have just been so badass. I mean, to like challenge like for a belt, beat their asses and just throw the belt back at them and just walk away. I mean, that that's what we want. And we got whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> so mad. I was so mad. You know, initially when Frankie Kazarian when he turned on Eric Young to go I'm going to go full game nerd here, so bear with me on this journey. What I was hoping for is I was looking for Kazarian to be a TNA version of something like... So Final Fantasy is one of my favorite series, right? So I was expecting this heel turn for Frankie Kazarian to be a TNA version of, I don't know, a Kefka or a Sephiroth type yeah. of villain. But instead, what we got was the boring-ass generic, like from final fantasy 13 like the clergy and the church i was like this is a weak villain turn they did it's literally the parallels are there they wanted to take over the world because they felt like it and they were being whiny about it whereas sephiroth wanted to destroy the world for the betterment but i wanted for, i wanted kefka frankie kazarian he's like i'm going to cause mayhem i'm going to destroy the world because i got bored i wanted i want frankie to go full on villain mode like yes. Pull parallels in wrestling. I wanted him to go full like a Batista heel run, the good Batista heel run. Right, that, fair enough. There was a very bad one that was a couple years ago, but I wanted Frankie to just go on a tear. It's just like, look, I don't care who you are, friend or foe, you get in my way. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna take you out, step on you, and I'm gonna squash yeah. you like a bug. I mean, put him in black suits. Yeah, yes. go by like. 
visually. This was also boring Kev visually. Like, I yeah. was. It was a horror. The whole thing was just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Frankie Kazarian was dressed like he was the villain from Hotel for Dogs. Like that's how boring. Exactly. This I agree with you. It wasn't even a. He wasn't even dressed like a cheesy Bond villain. It was like this. Oh, I mean, it was like dumb. I was so mad. I was. I. I have never been so freaking angry about a storyline <laughs> that fell flat. Like I was for this one, because I was like, I wanted to see, I wanted to see the Frankie Kazarian that was going to come and destroy this company from the inside, literally, yeah. and just like that's his goal. He's like, I'm going to destroy TNA from the inside. I'm going to take this company down one wrestler at a time. That's what I was hoping for. I was like, that would have been, I would have been giddy little girl on that one. And I, I, I was, God, I was so angry. I was so mad. Oh, I've never cussed well, so much at a television in my life. And the heat that he got from the audience wasn't good heel heat. Mm -mm. It was, they were uh, like, they had the same responses. They were like, yeah, we don't care. Nope. It's like, next. Yeah. The well, only good thing that came out of this was like Andrew and Will, like we, both, like we just talked yeah. about, like that cool shot. <laughs> and Eric yeah. Young peeking through the curtain. I was like, okay, this is kind of a cool shot, but... Do you think we'll get the return of uh, Super Eric? <laughs> Listen, if we end up getting superhero Eric Young back, I may just quit. <laughs> like you know what's so funny, though? But what you know what's so funny about that? You mentioned that. But it should be like Superman versus Lex Luthor. Yes. yes this is exactly what it Lex should Luthor, be. Yeah. Kazarian should be Lex Luthor, and all he wants to do is destroy Superman just because he can say he did. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Not because of some moral whatever the hell, but literally, like, look at me. I can destroy you just because. Yeah. That would have been fantastic. That would have been better than what we got. Uh, I'm worried about this feud going into the future because I was just like, I'm very afraid. We'll see what they do uh, from here, but... We need to get like, some more good promos. Next, we got our third perfume commercial, Ash by Elegance. I love I don't these. care what nobody says. No, I was like, love I don't these. care what nobody says. This is amazing. I was just like, yes, Ash, you can continue to do your thing, girl. I absolutely like, love these. I love how every week it's some different, like, mm -hmm. version of the same kind of through-line monologue of this perfume. Uh -huh. Literally, TNA needs to start selling, like, perfume. It's like, seriously... <laughs> I, like have an actual perfume i love that um her debut kind of like into the company was while they were in vegas because they've been shooting they shot all of these in vegas yep and okay. it's the perfect setting for introducing oh her the backgrounds and everything it's just it was it fits it so well vegas um, is a neon playground of what you, a lot of places you can do stuff. these are just so great and they and you know these are like we've said before, like the production values of these are so good that I'm just like, I want to see more of this with other wrestlers. I want to see some really cool, like these really sort of really well thought out sort of, you know, some great cinematography. And you know, I, re I just think it would be great. I think because these are fantastic and I want more of them. I don't. But I, I feel wanna... like we're getting some good ones, like mm -hmm. uh, Mustafa Ali's yeah. packages, and you know. So hopefully, as it was like as they're int reintroducing mm -hmm. people or uh, bringing new people in, we get some of these packages. And like what we got from Decay when they had mm -hmm. their little speech there, like 
more of that let's see that and then the good backstage segments that we got like joe hendry uh and and dj trash can um and <laughs> some of those things um but yeah no this these are so much fun and i it's getting me excited about seeing what she's gonna be like in person with with minimal like it's it's they're teasing but they're not telling us what we're gonna get but that's what the excitement is like we get to see the present that's wrapped and we're just interested to see what's gonna be inside because the shape and the wrapping of it is seems intriguing uh, but it's not giving away too much agreed I'm excited I can't wait to see this Me too. So, speaking of DJ trash can <laughs> oh we... god this one so this one was kind of rough. Um, AJ Francis has his cameraman follow him, and he's trying to continue to recruit Rich Swan. Essentially, this is the same promo that we got last, last week, time, just yeah. in a different form and different. And we lighting. got Rhino. And we got Rhino. <laughs> yep. There's not much I can say about this. This is literally the same promo we got last week, just different lighting, and yeah. Rhino appeared. I, I think it's interesting that it's like. AJ Francis, I don't know if it's just like, I mean, obviously they're trying to tell something with him and Rich Swan, but it's like if he's coming in and he's talking about that money and all that stuff and he's looking for, you know, basically some people to like work for him, with him, whatever. We literally saw that the good hands are back in TNA. We know from their last story that they'll work for hire. Like, go after someone like that. I don't know. Like, either that or you got to progress this because there's just nothing exciting happening here with uh, AJ Francis and the little bit that I know of him um, it doesn't get me excited especially because we don't have any Joe Hendry so that's what I'm saying I was just like I thought we were getting an AJ Francis Joe Hendry feud but like uh, did we put that on the back burner like what's going on with all this and I was like, Rich Swan is going to be one of the few faces that is never going to turn. Like, Rich Swan will always be babyface to me. Because the crowd loves Rich Swan. And yeah. he has built that reputation as a good babyface to have on your roster. And I was just like, AJ, you got to get this up. Like, if you're going to go after somebody to be your backup, again, the good hands. Like, I don't know. Find some other people you can use. Because Rich Swan is not going to turn and to join your cause i don't know this one was kind of rough a wild rhino also appeared i was like but i thought you were crazy okay never mind i, I guess not i just want consistency you guys rhinos everywhere right now and i don't understand why <laughs> i don't know i don't get it either but maybe they maybe they're planning something with him you know maybe thought- maybe they're trying to like rev us up and be like oh why is right why are we seeing a lot more of rhino what's going on with that you I was know. like, you just had an interaction with Crazy Steve. I thought we were going to get that, but I guess not. I, was, I don't know. I will Andrew say, uh, just because I cheated um, a little oh, bit, boy. Uh, <laughs> we don't talk about it yet because we haven't really worked it into our schedule, uh, but I did take a peek at uh, Explosion, which is, uh, you know, TNA Dark. Um, <laughs> and so, um, 
we do get to see some stuff with uh, Rhino and Crazy Steve's story going on a little bit. I just saw a glimpse of it, so I'm not sure what happened. So you might want to log on to that and check that one out. You know, there you go, TNA. Oh, man. Now I gotta um, watch <laughs> just kidding. And then, um, it looks like there's something to do with the Rich Swan AJ Francis story. But I don't know. Maybe it's because we're just two episodes into Explosion. And it comes out for us, especially reviewing it the day after it comes out that the same day that we're like, you know, mm. possibly watching TNA. So, um, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see how we factor that into watching stuff. But I, I don't want to have to like it, it at least give us some more information or tell us that these things are going to happen on explosion or whatever because you already told us these you already ruined other things that were going to happen for no surrender and matches that were announced before we even saw the competitors make the agreement <laughs> to have the match so instead of doing that why don't you give us a little information of like wrestling dots got tired of us talking the about. show i'm assuming you're trying to get people to watch <laughs> <laughs> oh no come back to us Uh-oh. i know all right and that is not a good look for him by the way no so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna offer a burnt offering to the wrestling gods. So, so in the meantime, grab a snack. We'll be right back. And we're back. So uh, we may have appeased the wrestling gods, specifically the TNA gods. We offered bacon, or at least Canadian bacon, in honor. Of PC. Hey, Canadian! Canadian! <laughs> I'm literally wearing my my bandana to to honor my Canadian folks. Yay! So yeah. I don't listen. I definitely want to check out Explosion, but yeah, you got to let us know if we got to be watching it to factor into what we're seeing on TNA. Yeah, we need to figure that out. So we go from this into probably the most heartwarming segment. Of yes. We get a behind the scenes, more in depth look of Jordan Grace's day and her debut in the WWE Royal Rumble <laughs> last week. Wild to watch live, by the way. Uh, I thought it was funny when Mikey was like, Andrew and I were like, oh my god! I was like, I totally knew she was going to be there. How did y'all not know she was going to be there? You saw (laughs) stuff online. I stayed off the internet. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't, see, I wasn't even planning on being at the Royal Rumble watch along. And then I was like, I was like, I gotta go join Mikey. I'll watch it. I'll I'll be there for it. And yeah, I'm appreciative of him because I would have been the only one watching it live. <laughs> this, this promo was so, oh, it was so good. And again, it's like it getting, was so good. Getting to see behind the scenes, like see her mom talk about it, see her talk about it, like yeah. how excited she was to see her friends and that moment of like when she walked into the arena and it was daytime and it was empty you could just like see that look on her face um but i think and it's funny because i i had this thought right as they were talking about jordan grace like i just kept hearing the you deserve it chant in my head Mm -hmm. and then seeing gail kim's reaction like you just saw a clip of it but how excited she was for jordan like i was realizing like right as it went into that clip that like Jordan Grace is the modern Gail Kim. She is like a TNA icon. Like, no matter what she does with the rest of her career, if she leaves TNA and goes somewhere else or anything like that, like, what she's done and how much of a stalwart she's been for TNA, 
is is just huge and the fact that scott demorse helped set that up when they asked for someone and, and and he helped send her was it was so good like i i love seeing all this and yeah jordan grace is awesome agreed it was such a beautiful thing i love these like more in-depth personal looks at our wrestlers yeah this is what i loved it and this is what this is what tna does very well like we said it earlier tna just does this so well like it really gets us invested in them as people not just characters like you know i love that i mean when we we mentioned about you know like the uk tour and we saw them kind of like you know off off the clock so to speak and I get to hang out and, and we kind of got to see a peek behind the personal life too like when we had that four yeah. car crazy steve interview like yeah. we learned so much about his personal yeah. life I'm like oh my gosh i was like i just want to give this man a hug i know right he went through he went through a lot and then of course when he talks about like his eyesight is yeah. like like slowly going, going away. away yeah and he's gonna be legally blind in a couple of years i'm like oh my gosh crazy steve i was like now i want to root for you more yeah. dude i know exactly <laughs> well i feel like that's part of the reason why like the kazarian promo didn't work like mm-hmm. we get to know these performers we appreciate the work that they do and when they're being authentic and even if we know mm-hmm. what they're portraying uh, you know, in the ring and, you know, on camera is not 100% of who they are outside. Like, we know that this person isn't a horrible person, even though they play a bad person right. on TV. Um, that, you know, we we go into it because we are vested and we know it's genuine. And I mm-hmm. think when it feels like it's not, it, it yeah. bothers us more because yep. we have that investment in TNA. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. I agree. <laughs> and then the emotional whiplash happened because I was like, aw. And then we get a bumper. It's like, yeah, next week, Savannah Evans and Giselle Zaw versus Jordan Grace and Trinity. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, and then, like, once we get to the end after the show goes off the air, I was like, no setup. I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I am awesome all- match. Yeah, it, it is. Be an it's awesome be match, freaking amazing. Which tells me this was probably Trinity's final match before she went back to the Royal yeah, Rumble. Yeah, it is. Which, which, by the way, seeing Natalia smile as big as she did when you know Naomi's music hit, I was like, I don't care what nobody says. And I appreciate Michael Cole and Corey Graves mentioning you know her stint in TNA. It's crazy because Vince McMahon would never let them talk about mm. other promotions because they don't exist in his mind. And then Jordan Grace. Listen, Scott Tamar out here putting in the Lord's work, having get being able to have Jordan Grace be a part of that rumble was crazy. It was wild. Well, and the way she talked about like she didn't have time to get new gear, but she got to wear the TNA gear, the, like with the TNA colors, <laughs> and that she was the only one there to like rep TNA, and that she got almost twenty minutes in the rumble. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, uh, her and yeah, Bianca had good. that beautiful spot with the KOD mm. on the paper. It was so yes. good. Yes. You know, if we were to truly have a forbidden door, I want Jordan versus Bianca so bad. (laughs) Yeah, such a powerhouse. Uh. Yeah, it was it was good, and I like to think of it in the storylines of wrestling that Trinity lost, 
the second time to Jordan. She went back and got to be in the Royal Rumble, but she has unfinished business, so now she's coming back to team with uh, Jordan Grace for one last match in TNA, at least for a while, to face up against uh, you know uh, the Sean Farage. Um, even though I know that's not how it really happened, but I like to I think like, that it's actually yeah, because I was like this fluid, is technical. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, it's I know. funny. I love it so much. You get a powerful women. Woo! This next match. Masha Slamovich versus Jody Threat. Listen, yes. we know Masha can go. She kills it. Let's be all the way 100. This was the second coming of Jody Christ, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> Jody Threat, man. Holy crap. I was like, okay. Give me more of this Canadian badass. Like, she is so good. And she kept Masha on her toes this match. And she had. Listen, Jody might be tinier, but she is literally, she will bite you. She will yeah. bite and bite you. I was like. I I think this is a match that Jody needed. Yes. Like, totally really. Agree. I really was like, because when I when I was like, ooh, 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 this is going to be good. And yeah, it, it, and I was like this, and at the end of it, I was like, that was such a needed thing for her. Because she needed that. To me, to me, it felt like this is my validity happening right now. That I can get in this ring, and you kept, yeah, you're right. Kept Slamovich on her toes. I was like, because you know, most people would look at this and go, "Oh, Martin, she's going to destroy her," and it was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, wow. I was this. This was one. This was. This is getting. This is probably my match of the night, to be honest. Only because you know women's wrestling. I love it. But the these two, these two women. I mean, Jesus Christ! I was just like, I would not survive in a ring with these women. Like, I mean, I'm a big guy too, and I would be. They would destroy me. I mean, just by looking at me, really. I mean, they wouldn't have to do much, but I just was so impressed with this match and both of them. I was so impressed with both of them because they were giving it and they were taking it equally. And there was, I did, because, you know, because, you know, Samovich is so well known. So we know her. She, we know she's great. She's an amazing wrestler. And we, you know, and we think, oh, well, whoever she goes up against is toast. And then, you know, and my initial thoughts were, I was like, oh, Jody's going to just, she's going to annihilate her. And it didn't. And I was, and that really pulled me in. And I was like, okay, I'm on top of this match now. I was like, okay, I had to pause and like get a drink. And then I was like, can't come back. And so this was, this was my match of the night because I thought these two women just fought their hearts out. And, I even though I mean I even though Masha won the fight, I kind of feel like they both won. Jody won. She won something. She won the recognition that she could literally go up against you know Masha Slamovich and not die, you know, and hold her own. So I, this this match rocked my world. I'm not gonna lie. So anyway, to you this, now. Uh, this would have been my match of the night had it not been for the main event and the only reason is is because it was a tag team match and you know i'm biased uh but no i i i loved this match um 
from the beginning, like the way they set it up with the promo. Mm-hmm. I love that Danny Luna came out with Jody Threat, mm-hmm. and they were like, she was hyping her up. There was even mm-hmm. a moment when Jody Threat went up to the turnbuckle to do her like kind of thing to the audience, and she, I, you saw, her, she indicated for Danny Luna to come up, and I think mm-hmm. Danny Luna was like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. No, this is you. But um, <laughs> it was like it established that connection between them. Uh, and then the fact that both Masha and Jody got to show off their own variations of this like hard hitting, crazy, like physical style against each other. It was it was just so much fun. It was so good. We got to see them. It felt like, you know, we saw that from Danny Luna when she faced Jordan Grace when they were doing the UK tour. Mm-hmm. And this kind of felt like Jody's version of that match getting to show that she could be there. We saw them as a tag team. I want to see them again. Like, put them against some developmental uh, performers, some local talent, so we can see them pick up a win and see what they can do as a successful tag team. And then Danny Luna just laying Killer Kelly out with that clothesline on the outside when she got involved. Because I was like, yes, this is tag team work right there. You are helping your partner, even if you're not in the match. And I mean, Killer Kelly took that clothesline. She folded like a lawn chair when she hit the ground. Um, I thought it was awesome. Like everything about like this match was just so good. And it's building up the story of the tag teams. It's building up their their feud against each other. And it's building up the knockouts tag team division story as a whole. Because like I said, either of these tag teams are showing that they could go against Decay, and even if they might not beat them, that they can fight them. It's not something that you're just going to be like, oh, if they face Decay, they're just going to get smashed. Like, no, no, no. If you if you take them lightly, either of these four, any of these four women are going to hurt you. Um, and so I, I love the way that this map works. I, I love this match. This is so good. So then, you know, we get bumpers. So we get the official confirmation. Moose versus Alex Shelley for the TNA World Championship at No Surrender. And then they kind of bury the lead a little bit because they're like, oh, by the way, Jordan Grace versus Giselle Shaw is also happening at No Surrender. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, what? I was like, we we didn't even... I was like, you couldn't have waited until next week after the match with Jordan and Trinity versus Giselle. So yeah. What is happening? I was like, we buried the lead with this one. I almost said something else, but that's not appropriate to say on this channel. I was like... I I actually fully expect them to have Giselle Shaw actually at the end of that match announce that she's going to cash in that uh, Ultimate X thing. Yeah. And it just totally be like... Oh, well, that's anticlimactic because you already told us it was happening now. Like, <laughs> why did you do that? The way why that this did is you laid this? out, I totally expect them to do that now. And I, I, uh, I'm, If it happens, I'm going to be so upset. But we have two matches for No Surrender officially. Do I think the matches are going to slap? Yes. They are going to be so good. But again, sequence of order, peoples. <laughs> like, we, I was like... Listen, I know this is not a tentpole pay-per-view, and so it might be a little weird building up to this, but come on! I was like, ugh. <laughs> Anyways, so we have a couple weeks until no surrender, so we're, we're probably going to get more matches, which I'm excited for. Then we get to the main event. This is the first match of the Best of Three series for the TNA World Tag Team Championships. 
the challengers versus some vets. The champions, ABC. Literally the battle of alphabet soup as I had dubbed this. TYV versus ABC. I'm just gonna let Andrew take the Tag team expert. You already I mean, prefaced it. This is your tag, the match of the night. But this was, yeah, this was my match of the night. Um, I mean, it was an amazing tag match. We got to see two different styles of tag teams. Um, you know, this was why I was so excited to see GYV come into TNA um, because you know, it's like what, watching any of the really great tag teams that we have to watch across the different companies. Um, they're so good at what they do, uh, both physically and character-wise, and ABC is the same way. Like, we saw this when they fought the Rascals, and we've seen this in all their other matches as a tag team. They're just both uniquely quality tag teams. Um, and I love how back and forth it was. It was two heelish tag teams trying to outdo each other in their own unique ways, and I was super surprised by the ending because I thought the champs were going to get the advantage here. I thought they were going to get the advantage going into this best two out of three. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next two matches um, because it's going to put that pressure on them. But man, this, I was never bored during this match. It was just so much fun. And I, I, I mean, it's, Watching them wrestle made me excited to watch them wrestle again. And I feel like if you're going to have this best two out of three, best, you know, uh, three out of five, or whatever the series might be, like, that's what you need it to be. And they did that. Will, what'd you think? Match number one, GYV versus ABC. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think these two tag teams are pretty brilliant. They're fun. They're fun to watch. They, you know, I, I agree. The two different styles kind of clashing in on each other. It's really great. Um, the GYV, I, you know, I love that how how kind of raw they are. Like, and they're like just they're raw and just angry. You know, it's like, and I love it. And you know, and ABC is so young. Like truly, they're so young, and it's, it was great to kind of see like an old, the olders versus the youngers. And um, I was surprised at the ending of it. I, I was, I really was. I thought they would give the, I thought the first match would go to ABC, but I kind of like that it didn't. You know, at first I was like, oh, yeah, ABC is going to get the first match, and then it'll probably, then, you know, then the Grizzle Jones Vets will get the second one, and then the third one will be the big toss up, you know. But then when uh, the Grizzle, when the Vets won, I was just like, oh, oh, well, that's a, that's a, that was a, that was a wrench I wasn't expecting. And, um, and I'm kind of liking that, that they kind of are making the champs look weak so to speak you know and it might be this is going to be like a you know oh we're beating them down we're beating them down see we get we can conquer them we can win we can win and then they come back and kick their asses but i mean we'll see i mean you know we still have two more matches to go but um but i i liked it it was good i mean i really enjoy the tag team matches i really do and this would have been my match of the night as well 
but I really, I was really behind Jody and that Jody Masha fight because I just, it was just so great to see that. But this was my, this was my close, close. It was, this was like this one. If that, if the Masha and Jody fight did not happen, this would have been my number one for sure because it was really good. It was really good. Oh my goodness. I really love this match and. Right now, this is if you're looking at the TNA tag, really are your top two teams that you currently mm -hmm. have right now on the roster in terms of the men's tag team. I'm excited, and what I'm hoping they do is they space this out for like this first match. I hope we get promos next week, and then we get yeah. the second match, and I would love the third and final one to be at No Surrender. Yep. Which I think would be a nice way to build into it. Agreed. But, oh my goodness. I. This is a fantastic match. PYV is now 1-0 over ABC. And this is how we end the show for this week. So, now we get into our ratings. So, with everything that we've talked about in the last hour and a half. <laughs> uh, final ratings. I'll go first. I think minus my nitpicks and some of the things I was like, uh, okay. Okay. I still thought this was a solid episode. I'm going to give this an uh, 8 out of 10 for me. I really, for the most part, I enjoyed all the wrestling, even the squash match, like with ECO and Diener, and just seeing lots of character development. But points got taken off because we really need to figure out whoever is doing the graphics and doing, like, the timetable of, like, when things get announced. We're like, uh... Just small sequence of order, you guys. Like, it's going to be okay, but I really enjoyed Listen, reviewing on Fridays has become the best thing ever because I get two of my favorite promotions right now who are making me laugh, cry, and having a good time being a wrestling fan. 8 out of 10 for this week. I will give the floor to whoever wants to go next. Um, I enjoyed this episode. I think, I think inherently there was nothing wrong with it. You know, other than the hiccups that it had, but okay it had some hiccups so i mean i mean i probably land about the same mikey honestly about eight uh yeah i could give it an eight and a half but probably like an 8.25 or something i don't know um but it, it wasn't bad i thought that the matches were pretty good you know and i thought some of them were pretty badass and so i thought there was a pretty even even mix and even like all the promo backstage stuff, I, I thought I thought overall it was was a pretty good episode. So I mean, I, I fell about in the eight eight and a half range. I did. I, I mean, I didn't dislike it. It was good. I just you know I had my own personal nitpickiness of it. I mean, the Frank Kazarian thing kind of dropped it for me because it just it still sits bitterly in the back of my throat right now. So so I would say about an eight eight and a half ish. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of there with y'all, too. I gave it an 8.3. Um, it, uh, it was a promo-heavy show. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a lot of promos going on in this, and I feel like we came out of last week, which was obviously the recordings from Snake Eyes. We came into this week, and it felt like there was less action going on, but there was they were building... And I think what we're seeing is we're seeing the rebuilding of TNA and building it into what TNA is going to be going forward. Uh, the co-main event and the main event 
really put it over for me. Those were two of my, those were my top two matches tonight. It was a half a point difference between the two for me. Um, so that really bumped it up for me. There was a couple of rough spots, but nothing that made me feel like this was like a bad show. Oh boy. Listen, I'm excited for next week. And I'm hoping that Trinity, Jordan, and Savannah and Giselle is going to be our main event for next week. Yes, better be. you damn right. <laughs> I already have dubbed that as our thumbnail for next week. I'm just it out there. But that is going to bring us to the end of this week's Takedown Troop review. If you enjoyed this, you can check out all the other reviews and live stream VODs that we have here at the Biconics YouTube channel. Follow us all over the social medias at BC WrestlePod and subscribe to wherever your favorite podcasting networks are to get audio versions of everything that we do as well because great time. You will see, well, me and Will are super excited because we will be covering NXT's Vengeance Day, which is happening this weekend, and we will be reviewing it next week. And uh, I'm just going to make the announcement here since, you know, all three of us are here. The NXT family is going to be growing by one because we have gained another co-host. So now it is going to go from a duo to a trio. And you might be wondering, who is that going to be? Well, after much begging and pleading, not really, though, because this individual is amazing and just decided to do it of their own accord. But I'm not going to say no. I just... You know, after some talking about schedule-wise and hoping that, you know, it's not going to overload them because that is the last thing I want any of my Biconics boys to have here. I would like to officially announce here that Andrew is going to be joining us for the NXT review team as well. So you will see Andrew both for TNA, Ring of Honor, and now he's going to add NXT to his resume. He's jumping into the deep end because... His first review is going to be this upcoming Wednesday when we review NXT's Vengeance Day. Yeah. Andrew, welcome to the team. We're so happy to have you a part of our little NXT family. Thank you. Uh, it was kind of the same thing with uh, TNA. Was uh, I started watching a few weeks ago, and it or with NXT, and I just started, and it got me into it. Uh, I'm uh, I'm very impressed with what I've seen. I haven't watched since Black and Gold. Uh, so, yeah, I I'm pumped. I'm excited. I I'm looking forward to Vengeance Day. has got an awesome card, so I'm pumped for it. Um, yeah. So. I'm super excited. Well, we won. <laughs> we could listen. I'm going to put this out on air. I love hanging out with Andrew and Will for TNA, and I love hanging out with all the review teams, and I'm super excited that I get to do it twice a week now with these two gentlemen in terms of hanging out and reviewing wrestling. It's going to be a good time. So if you want to see how, you know, the new NXT dynamic is going to work out, make sure to check us out during our live stream review of Vengeance Day this upcoming Wednesday. It's going to be a good time. But until then, from your trio here, and the rest of the Biconics boys. Remember, take care of yourself, love one another. As always, stay Biconic, you guys, gals, non-binary pals, he, she's, and they's and gays of the world. We love you. We see you. Talk to y'all next week. Laters. Thank you 
so much for tuning in to another Vibe Tribe production. What's going to happen next time? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. But until then, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, make sure that you keep the good times rolling. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time.